Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Fanable.com, actual play podcast network, uh, gigantor stomping across the hills, terrifying all of the villagers. Uh, I am I am Dave, uh, and that is Jesus <laughs> finishing his rigorous oral hygiene uh, routine. Of, so much blood. Of gurgling blood, uh, apparently. Uh, so I am Dave, and I'm here to moderate yet another Geeky Topics Roundtable discussion, and I am joined by Angela billy and jesus and hopefully eventually daniel uh who is away on assignment for the website uh so we are going to go through oh this is a a special gtrt and the fact that it is uh specifically all about our solo not solo shock i'm just kidding (laughs) why would we talk about that why would we talk hey i mean who even (laughs) listens to that really i I know wow this is not the podcast you're looking for jealousy is an ugly thing so jealous am i I hate you. Legs dropped off. Um, uh, so, uh, no, we're actually here to talk about uh, the long shot. Uh, the long shot, which was really the uh, named that because we didn't know when we started it whether or not we could actually maintain a long term uh, uh, cinematic um, arc, as it were. And we've managed to do it so far. And so all of these questions sent in by our lovely Patreon uh, donors. All right. So, but first, how is everybody feeling tonight? Super excited. Yeah, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling solid. Angela? I said I'm all right. Great. That would be amazing if you're like, I'm feeling solid. (laughs) Angela's just like melting ice, becoming (laughs) slowly evaporating into the ether. Um, I'm more of a plasma right now, but uh, whatever. Plasma I'm a gas. <laughs> yeah, you are, buddy. Sure you are. <laughs> um, so let's get on with the questions. Christopher Durback is going to kick it off. Hello, oh, this guy. Hey, Chris. This, this, this fucking guy. Uh, Christopher Durback uh, would like to ask, if Jesus was a player, what kind of character would he play? Preferably using the style of the game, I am a blank blank who blanks. I thought about this a bit when we when I first saw that question, and honestly, I've as a GM, I've I've had the chance to play ancient gods, uh, super powerful technical beings, beings with powers beyond imagining, as well as play, play characters, and see my players play wildly different but interesting characters. So I decided I would play a character that's wildly different from all of them, because all of you want fantastical abilities of some sort or another. I chose a charismatic Jack who entertains. I would be the party bard. Wow, nice. that's a yeah. hell of a build. Oh yeah, because it's I I honestly I kind of skimmed it, but I want to see if I could make it work. Just okay. to see, yeah, yeah. That, oh wow, that yeah. sounds so useful. Yep. <laughs> so it so might, I fully admit it may be completely useless depending on what the group I'm with, but hell with, I want to give it a try. Well, what? what I'm, yeah, I'm curious. What what's the uh, what what abilities does that give you? Because it sounds like you just picked every one that allows you to do like you start with. A uh, musical instrument. And I'm like, oh, that's almost as good as going back 12 seconds in time. Mainly just manipulating people and basically being charismatic as hell. So basically, instead of just using powers, I would have to. I would just try to use people. You know, what I would I put imagine, people in front of me. I'm imagining that comic of Deus Ex Machina where it's uh, you know there's this big muscle bo- muscle bound guy with like a grenade launcher saying, "I'm going to shit down your neck," <laughs> and then it shows the PC who. Clearly, they chose all the charisma-based powers, and he's like, oh, God, I clearly did not think this through, did I? 
Yeah, that's, that's what I'm oh, picturing. Yeah, that's, uh, you, Penny. Pets Penny that's Arcade, Penny yeah. Arcade, yeah, 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 yeah. The one and that honestly, made the IT character. <laughs> and that's because you mentioned that, that I would double it down because you guys know I love failing spectacularly in funny ways, and that would be perfect. What? But Yo, we just played Shadowrun. Just played I don't Shadowrun. Wait, yeah, thank you, thank you, Billy. We just played Shadowrun. Shadowrun doesn't count as an entirely different game. Shut up. <laughs> and you were failing at your best thing. That's different. Shut up. Shut up. Hey, shut up. Hey, buddy. You know what? I'll run. I'll run the uh, the the next Numenera game where you get to play that uh, character that you think will be so useful, and then winds up not being useful at all because stats and like literally everything that you read in the book was a lie. Statistic and like the mechanics just don't play out. <laughs> you should call him Sagat. Anyways. <laughs> So God, I guess. Uh, all right. Awesome. I also read this because I didn't for a second because it's the holidays. I read this as if Jesus was a player, what kind of character would he play? <laughs> and I was like, Cohen. He would have played Cohen. So what? Well, what is the song Jesus Christ Superstar sings to end the world? Like, what part of that musical is the song that ends it? Angela, you know musicals. Oh, God, from Jesus Christ Superstar? Yeah, I, I've, I literally seen it one time and I fell asleep because I'm cultured, people. Uh, there's not really a world-ending song in there. No, no, um, nothing, Ange? No, I'm not coming up with anything. Okay, here's the thing. Jesus Christ Superstar? Not a very good musical. I'm sorry. No, Is no, that... no, no. It's... Oh, wait a minute. No, I, I was thinking of uh, Jesus in a Technicolor. That's Joseph in Joseph. the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. People, I'm Which, cultured motherfuckers. Okay, also, <laughs> can I just say, like, Billy and I have been, like, on a wavelength this week because my brain went to Joseph, even though I know you said Jesus Christ Superstar. That's what heroin does to you, people. <laughs> Um, so there's a follow-up question here with Christopher. He says, who is holding the snow globe that the Ninth World sits in? Danny DeVito. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That I, I would so fast. I would vote that it's that alien from Men in Black 2 or Men in Black uh, 1. Yeah. First Men in Black. Men in Black, yeah. yeah he's, oh. They're playing, yeah. They're playing marbles. So I'm guessing that's something that happened in the last couple episodes. Full disclosure, I didn't get to listen to them yet. So I mm. have no idea what you're talking about. Are we in a snow globe? Are we just the figments of some kid's imagination and so all these seasons are nothing but something in his mind? No, but I can tell you the person holding the snow globe is definitely a member of the Sears Roebuck clan from Hex, uh, who <laughs> got it in one of the great drops from the sky and is shaking it vigorously trying to understand what it is for. I was talking so about that. So that's what happens to your dice. Yeah, that's what happened to my dice. Mm-hmm. Until I get Jesus to play my game. <laughs> oh, no, it is I, what, yeah, yeah, become you during you the Shadowrun games. You were definitely the David of the Shadowrun. Yeah, but we, let's not talk about Shadowrun because we're not going to be releasing it yet. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. by true. the way, people, true, but you I would... might have played Shadowrun and David was awesome and Jesus sucked. And I also, can we talk about just one second, can we acknowledge how screwed up it is that people refer to other people as the David of the blank, and I don't even flinch anymore? That's <laughs> so many ones. <laughs> That's how we know that we've made our mark on gaming culture. I mean, it hasn't oh really progressed God. beyond just like nerd culture. I've said like to our marriage counselor, I'm like, I'm the David of the group. And she's like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah, until she says like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> leave him girl anyways um so we got loca centaurus loca uh centaurus 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 
Uh, I love the planet. Like to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, great stars, great moons, great to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> how many times has Valentine Tagos taken the memory erasure drink? And can those memories ever return? Cool. Great question. Uh, I mean, you'd have to ask somebody who wrote the, 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 the fiction. Uh, so can't tell you. I like oh, to think... I, yeah, I like to think Tagos actually takes it every time he fails spectacularly. So <laughs> he doesn't remember his failures at all. He's always like, what yep. are you talking about, David Dice, huh? That um, would explain yeah. a lot of yeah. Tagos' yeah. confidence. Yep. Uh, I Honestly, um, I haven't worked it out with Jesus how often he's taken it. I, uh, I've mostly role-played that he's willing to take it, but mostly that one scene where he does, in a dramatic fashion, take it for very for very personal and interesting reasons um was the only one that i was planning on um if he has taken it in previous things it's never been in a correspondence that i've had with jesus about tagos's background even before certain things came to light about who tagos is um so primarily it's just used as a device to explain why the uh the shadowy organization that tagos uh works within has not been brought to light um be it's just another poison and we can honestly say in canon it can be reversed because cohen did it to morale a while back with a nat 20 yes. ah exactly. yeah he did that was uh, mm-hmm. yeah that's right yeah yep. i mean and of course that was also potentially a special case because we did it immediately i mean i think there true. could always be an argument that yeah within a certain amount of time it's reversible but after years no you're sol and cohen let's be, be honest cohen's not going to be uh no cohen's no cure anymore uh after what happened to him Yep. Yep. Uh, Jesus and I talked about it afterwards, and because uh, Jesus was like, ah, "I hope you're okay with that," because you know, uh, put so much uh, work into the, the the mythos of where that tea comes from, and I said, like, honestly, with Cohen, yes, because Cohen's descriptor is very specifically who uh, creates miracles or works miracles. The word miracle by itself cannot be reproduced and so if another person traipsed along and be like oh i can heal people too then i would be like hey zeus can i talk to you for a second like (laughs) um like the idea of cohen is that he's supposed to be this immense weirdness train wreck that just so happens to do this one miraculous thing and it is because cohen is cohen that i was totally fine with it um if for whatever reason like i said if jesus was like oh well anybody can have healing powers and i was like well then we need to talk about the definition of miracle uh, because if it's like who causes miracles, but also is like eh, one fifth of the population can also do the same thing. Um, but yeah, because it was Cohen, because it was Moral, because it was so soon. That's why I played it with uh, Tagos as being like, well, fuck, I really don't have an answer here. Uh, you just, it, she's just she just remembers everything. And that's a huge problem. Uh, but that is morale. <laughs> that is also morale. She, just, just, <laughs> yes. she remembers everything. A huge problem. Morale. It seems like whenever it comes to you, Tagos, morale basically is a tr- is your train wreck. She's or basically she, yeah, she's your wrecking ball. <laughs> like there's the plan, and then suddenly she comes off like a wrecking ball and just crashes. And she's not hanging on the wrecking ball sexily. She's like like hanging on for dear life, saying, "Mr. Tagos, look what I found." <laughs> oh, I found an no, artifact. It really is just. <laughs> It really is just like anytime I say like, good, this is foolproof. Nothing could go wrong. I just hear like off in the distance, like da-da-da-da-da-da. And then she breaks through the wall like the fucking Kool-Aid man <laughs> with like an army of problems behind her. 
So, so I know you said that there was a plan, but also I found new friends. So how about they're part of the plan and the new friends are face-eating spiders? <laughs> yep. They think I'm their queen. <laughs> um, so uh, can those memories ever return? Yes. Has he drank it before? Once uh, during that uh, during that one particular scene. Can those memories come back? I talked to Jesus about that one instance. Yes, they can. Um, can those memories ever return? Obviously, obviously the, the organization never has any straight answers. The organization that Tagos works in. So yeah, that T guaranteed someone has the antidote for it, but it is too integral into the society, <clears throat> too integral into the society that Tagos runs in, in order to just be readily available. It is kind of like a, a fact of law. You take the tea if you're not one of us uh, and you forget. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, if Numenera, I, I think there's nothing in Numenera that's a sure thing. So is this, a, yeah, is this a sure thing that most per- people are going to never for- remember what they, you know, what they're trying to forget or what someone making them try to forget? Probably. That's a, it's, a sure, it's as sure as anything you can get in Numenera. There's always going to be the works miracles. There's always going to be the nat 20 rolling special herbs. There's always going to be a dimensional God that could probably come up and help them. But like David said, as long as it's not overused and like everybody's getting their minds returned, I don't think it's a problem. I think 99.9% of the time, no, you can't get those memories back. But that 0.1% Numenera. Speaking of extra dimensional gods, has Tegas had one after him yet? Because all the rest of us literally have some extra dimensional entity that wants to get their hooks in us. Yeah, no, no, you're well, it's not that, but I think like you were in like weren't you pulled into like the freaking like dimensional police force? Like you have That's like true. like you, you might not be a I was, god, I was but in you the were, in between, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like basically you have like the armor that says like detection, detection, and we're like, what the hell is that? And you're like, I don't want to talk about it. Would you like some tea? I can honestly say that between me and Dave, we never keep secrets from the rest of you guys. So it's going to yeah, be fine. Fuck you. It's going to be fine. Everything's fine. We've never talked about it. <laughs> Not at By all. By the way, uh, I, I left some tea in the cupboard for you guys. I'd really <laughs> like you to drink it. <laughs> uh, no. Um, so he did fall into the in-between. And one of uh, – I can definitely say uh, that um, I and Jesus talked about it and I was more interested – in having Tagos's big reveal be his big reveal, and then we chill out on what the armor does because you guys have very vibrant storylines that I wanted to get to, and I do not want to uh, overshadow that only because I happen to be emailing the hell out of the storyteller with this one idea. So he's got the armor. Yeah, he was in the in between. Maybe there's some other stuff going on, but. Honestly, I've really enjoyed the fact that he's got nobody looking like looking after him because that's the that's the thing. If morale is constantly annoying because she's screwing things up, but is in the end either right or safe, then Tagos is infuriating because he in the end gets away with whatever he is doing. In the end, he gets away with it, regardless of the circumstances. And so I think in a meta sense, it makes a lot of sense that he doesn't have any gods looking after him because that's that's tagos he always has something figured out he always has an angle and he's a fucking dick because of it so <laughs> um so yeah thank you for the tea question uh loca centaurus alice alice would like to know oh oh my <clears throat> um okay so we can a- ask the first part of this question um or we can answer excuse me 
we can answer the first part of this question. Um, Dan is not uh, mission critical for it. He is for the for the second part because they ask Dan. <laughs> and so as much as I've been working on my Dan impersonation. Um, hey, hey, like, hey. <laughs> ah, I, I play Colin. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, my um, goodness. Oh, I'm oh. so excited. I have come. I have arrived. I am Dan. <laughs> wait, wait. Where did where has that voice been for the last I discovered. Nine years? I honestly <laughs> discovered a couple of weeks ago when I was played Trashkin. Like you literally had Bob attack us from uh, Internal Affairs <laughs> when we did the morale reveal that he was part of the Illuminati, and that was the voice you could have used. Like I am Bob. I I literally of, did guys, not know I could do this until a couple of weeks ago. Guys, we what are had you doing? doing for like? Almost the entire game. He did it and like me and Dan were like, holy fuck. How long have you been able to do it? And Jesus literally looked at himself, like looked at his hands like he just developed superpowers. And he's like, how am I going to use this for good or for ill? I have an idea. I'm keeping it to myself. Oh, good. Good. (laughs) Because if we find another bad guy that says like, oh my goodness, I pooped myself again. And I peed myself. Now I'm pooping and peeing myself. I'm everywhere. Anyways, Marol, I have your people. I would be very disappointed if that's the dimensional monster. Or worse, in my mind, uh, arguably, would be like, we've worked so hard to to rescue Marol's people. And then the giant monster is like, hey, what's up? Uh, I like got your... I got your people. Uh, <laughs> I got your people and I got your Henway. What's a Henway? <laughs> ah, I got you. It's about yeah. 12 pounds. Are you here for the people or the updog? <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks right towards the camera. It's like, you're not a god. You're just really annoying. <laughs> um, Space all right, kids, so I- not even once. <laughs> Space weed. <laughs> All right. So Alice asks, so if relics from any age can survive, does that mean a certain crown that nearly broke the internet in October would be found? And Cohen, with his Bowser-like shields, might be able to find it. What would Cohenet be like? <laughs> oh, Cohenet. Cohenet. Uh, hmm. Um, I think that Cohenet um, would be... Uh, I, I think uh, I think she would be more particular about how she matched. She would eat as much as Cohen does, but be more particular about how she matched like the drinks with it. Um, uh. Like she would be more intense about like, well, yeah, you have glub glub, but you never you don't pair glub glub with like with um, with, uh, you know, uh, red ale. You never you don't pair those two. You need like a nice Chardonnay or maybe something sparkling. <laughs> Are, she would be like very intense. Is it like are hedgehog females more like aggressive or anything? Because I would just love to see Cohen be bloodthirsty. Oh yeah, like a fighty Cohen. Oh yeah, like a full on Sonic. Like like we have right now. He's like no 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 no. I guess it would be like Knuckles. I guess he would. We have like Sonic right now, and Cohen runs everywhere and he eats a bunch of coins, and we all love him. He's weird and stuff. Hangs out with weird creatures. I need a Knuckles. Like you know, taking a drag of his her cigarette. Flicking it in your face and say, up, dog. And what's up, dog? And then, bam, <laughs> right in your face. And it's like, that's up, dog. I've been drinking. So, that's cool. <laughs> yep. Jesus, Billy, we talked about this. No, I um, think I would, the only thing I would really wonder about is all the deviant art that would come out from people wondering what uh, Coenet would actually look like on the internet. Ooh, because there yeah. was a tie to that. 
wait, hold on. There was an episode where we all saw our opposite. Oh, yes, you did. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, Cohen was uh, a matrony like woman, I believe you said you described. No, no, yeah, she she eyes. was basically Cohen, but female. That was pretty much it. You're you're basically your opposites were literally opposite except for a change in gender. Mine was like a hot like warrior princess. I was thinking something like uh Cora, like had the muscle definition. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hell yeah. I yep. look great as a female. And she's like, Well, you look okay as a guy. I'm like, oh <laughs> I see we're having I see we're not really trading conversations. Compliments. How about blows? Yeah. I mean, I'm not I don't mean to ugh, whatever. If if the gender is kind of like if if gender switching would insinuate any sort of uh change in the uh the sentence for Cohen, then it would be cool to see if uh, what Cohen would look like if his his uh, power to heal was uh, manipulated in the opposite direction, and instead oh. of who who uh, creates miracles or whatever, who like you know undoes the well or something <laughs> like that, creates um, atrocities. Yo, yeah, I like it. Yeah, because I'm wondering. Like, I know we all know that the crown changes whomever it is into a princess, but does it do anything else? Like, does it? The, okay, it changes your gender. So no matter what, you're always going to be a princess. I'm assuming. Uh, I don't think when Peach puts this on, she becomes a dude. It is like no, whoever puts it on becomes a princess. But does that also mean that you become like full part of the princess? Are you more mannerly? Do you know manners? Do you know royal edicts? Can you give inspirational speeches? Do you have an animal companion? Yeah. Can you speak to animals? Like, I really want to know how far of the princess you get other than just the boobs. Well, I mean. And more you, than just you the boobs. <laughs> but, like, first, you you get the, the boobs, right? We've seen your deviant, David. Yes. Okay. <laughs> good, good, you get the good, boobs. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. how I was going to plug that, but thank you for getting yeah, that yeah, in nice, nice. Yeah. Well, Mario didn't either, but he figured it out. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the idea that Princess Peach puts on the puts on the crown and uh, Mario's like, not to that to crown. And she puts it on. And it's like, mama mia. <laughs> a better, a better musical than Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think that uh, I don't know what Coenet. I, I think Coenet would be um, would, would you know what I think Coenet would be? Honestly, I think that she would be on her way to kill uh, her her sibling from the beginning of the game. I think that would be her inciting incident. The rest of us, she would not be like just traveling along. She would be like, I'm joining this caravan because I know where my my sibling is, and I'm going to kill him. And I think that would be a dope. Uh, Coenet, like a Laura Croft style, like revenge driven Coenet who commits atrocities. She would be a weird, uh, she would be a weird nano that commits atrocities. <laughs> I <laughs> like it. Sounds Nasty. amazing. <laughs> but uh, does it sound more amazing than a charismatic person who dances around or whatever dan- uh, <laughs> uh, tracks for? Who entertains. Entertains. Oh, I see you know how to time travel, but. Do you know the Bard's Tale? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll just throw in that the the Coenet the thought experiment is is absolutely interesting, but there is no way I will ever allow that at a table I'm playing at. Because don't forget the, the, the howls at the moon part of him. It's like, we don't need any more time of the month jokes. <laughs> that's another, uh, yeah, that's that's another thing.
You know, I thought I, I think the rest of us were trying to be polite. Yeah, no, mm. no one. Cohen's uh, time of the month thing. And every, Angela, yeah, yeah. Really Angela, we were trying to be adults, but fine if you oh, want to be childish about all. this. None also, of you all have a, ever been an adult in this group for more than five minutes. As a feminist, also, as a, <laughs> as a woman, for you to call Cohenette out on—I mean, like, look—I mean, whatever. Oh, I, I wasn't calling Cohenette out. I was calling out you, motherfuckers. That's racist. Hold on, now I am a woke role player who has a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is slightly more useful than some entertainer piece of shit. <laughs> Still a higher body count than Tagos. Anyways, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Alice, for your wonderful question. Uh, we'll have, um, we will have Dan as soon as uh, we can answer the uh, second question. Uh, which is what was it like for Dan to go through the total rework? Um, and she also throws in she, uh, she loves some other stuff. Cool. We're gonna try to mess it, uh, edit Dan in here, people. Hey guys, this is Dan here now with Kung Fu Action Grip. So I I missed the recording of the latest GTRT uh, due to being out on vacation visiting my family down in Puerto Rico. But just because I'm on vacation doesn't mean I've forgotten about you the listeners, because as you all know, I love you. And so I am recording this in the middle of the rainforest. I've been hiking for the past couple hours. I'm currently in a spot somewhere up the side of a mountain, a little rest area, no signal. Uh, haven't seen another person in over an hour. And uh, it is, uh, it is lovely. But here I am for you guys to answer your question. So, um, seeing as I have no signal, I don't remember exactly what the question was. Sorry about that, Jesus. Uh, I believe you mentioned it was something uh, about uh, how did I deal or how was it to play Cohen given all the changes that have been made to his character. And uh, great question, by the way. Uh, and honestly, it hasn't been that hard particularly because this character is Cohen from the beginning when when I made him he was a shapeshifter he was he was meant to evolve literally and figuratively uh, he was always meant to be changing to be growing and I think I, I tried to show that uh, as he continued his character by having him eagerly embrace anything that would change his physical appearance uh, or change his, uh, inborn nature, either by enhancing it or, or, or turning it into something different. And uh, so this latest development, and spoilers for anybody who hasn't uh, listened all the way through to the end of this latest season, go listen to that first. Um, spoiler alert over. But the this latest change where he had effectively everything that made him him, or so he thought, taken away from him by his quote-unquote brother Neok and uh and so losing the whole uh aspect of himself that is you know that will sing the song that ends the world which was as longtime listeners know uh born out of the whole uh howls at the moon uh descriptor which uh, that was you know what I'm, so so this is a bit of a uh, honestly a little bit of metagaming in the sense that the House of the Moon descriptor is terrible. Absolutely terrible. 
Um, nothing against uh, Monty Cook and the designers of Numenera, but uh, this is definitely one of those that I hope gets reworked at some point because there's no good benefits to it, especially not for Nano, straight up. This is not a Nano uh, descriptor or focus. I always get those two mixed up. Um, but it's not a good one for Nanos, definitely. Um, in theory, could be a good one for a Glaive, uh, but even then, the bonuses that you get and everything, uh, they only happen when you lose control of your character and are a danger to the rest of the party and to yourself. And, uh, you know, it's not until very late in the game where you get to gain some level of control, and even then, it's only over when the transportation transformation happens, not uh, actually gaining control of the over the transformed shape. Uh, that's always just a slavering beast. So, uh, you know, I, I got it for roleplay purposes, and I think I think it, it led to some interesting stories, but I, I also felt like it was limiting my character a little bit, so I wanted to, to see how that could be changed. And Jesus definitely helped out by letting me pick that second uh, descriptor uh, or the second focus. Again, I don't have the books with me. I'm in the middle of a rainforest. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Jesus let me pick that, that second focus that gave me ability to heal, um, and that definitely expanded the range of things that my character could do and the ways in which he was actually useful to the party. Uh, but, but this change, I definitely wanted to see how we could do it, and I'm, I'm really glad uh, that Jesus found a way to, to, to do that, to make that happen, uh, even if it came through some truly terrible rolling <laughs> to make it happen. Uh, I had such a good plan, but it's okay. It's okay. Cohen has another plan. He, he is not done yet this this was plan a plan b was already uh prepared uh with the assumption that plan a would probably fail so uh so as, as, how has it been to play it it's it's been fun it's been it's been a really interesting change and i absolutely love that i was able to to sort of have this experience have this journey with cohen and and now with this new descriptor of uh wonders I'm I'm really looking forward to what I'm going to get to do with that because it's got some really interesting little applications and it just makes sense for who Cohen is and um, and I'm I'm eager to see where the character goes uh, uh, once the whole Neoc thing is hopefully resolved one way or another uh, we'll see what what path he wants to take whether that'll be the end of his story or if he continues with the group or if he finds a new purpose. Um, I'm, I'm eager. I'm eager to find out. So I uh, hope that answers your question. And uh, I'm going to go back and start hiking down this mountain. Uh, so thank you for listening and uh, goodbye. Wow, Dan, that was inspirational. Thanks, Dan. Come back next yeah, time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank However, you, Jesus, you can shed some light on what it was like to run that because yeah, yeah. Uh, you've had to do some rework with a bunch of our characters. Angela tra- uh, changed. Angela changed her um class her, uh her yeah her foci right mm-hmm. or uh, something no, like that? not her foci just like her, her class. actual class yeah, yeah i went she from yeah. jack class. to um seeker mm-hmm. yep exactly and uh billy you had to decide on which brother you were going to play uh my character in no way changed and <laughs> it, no matter and what Dan's... i chose the wrong one <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> you really uh, we can we can have an entire gtrt conversation about how uh, Billy routinely gives himself difficult narrative questions to answer uh, and then braves them like a champion, honestly. very It's very Shakespearean, the burden you put on yourself. Uh, but then, uh, Jesus, what it was like, what, like, 
what was the process for reaching out to Dan and being like, hey, couldn't help but notice that this build sucks. Um, what do you want to do about that? <laughs> well, well, this is this is the second time Dan's Yeah, this made is the a, second time. Yeah. But uh, the first time we actually did uh, the bit of the rework is when I gave him his original uh, Miracle's power. Because the build he had originally chosen, Howl's at the Moon, didn't really work with his nano character. So I just gave it his extra ability as a bonus. The second time around, this is less because his power sucked, like it did with David. But, um... His roles sucked. That was more like his roles just completely yeah, well, sucked. The combination wasn't very good. I went the- full Jesus on most of the game. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> now I know how you feel, and I hate it. All right. Uh, basically, it was it was fun. First off, I had to talk to Dan to figure out what new whether he wanted to still keep the old ability and try to figure out how to, wait to put that into the story. Or basically just find something new then fit into the story. He chose Who Wonders, and basically, from those listening in on that particular story, he basically inter- integrated each of his new abilities into the storyline, basically him discovering like all the ab- awesome abilities he had. It wasn't, because Nation of New Man, it wasn't that difficult to disco- to basically have him have his new abilities, just switching in and out. It was fun. It was great. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you worked with Dan uh, in yes. order to make that happen. Uh, which is great because there's a lot of the, the thing about Dan's character is also what he can do is so well incredible that uh, that you really have to be able to segue into something equally as incredible. Um, so thank you very much, Alice. Appreciate the question. And next is uh, Mudragon. Mudragon. Mudriga Ma Mamma Mia. Mama. Hey, Macarena. Yeah, Macarena. So yep, Macarena, yeah, okay. uh, Madrigan asks, what gods do you sacrifice to get your mics to behave? This is a good question. I like the technical questions, honestly, um, because I feel like nobody really nobody really pays attention to the uh, or inquires about the nightmare that is technical problems before recording a uh, an episode and getting that nightmare to work for, what, two years uh, just for this game alone has been a journey through a nightmare. Um, I mean, I don't know, Jesus, you're, you're as, uh, you and Billy are as aware of the, the, the mechanics of it more than I probably. So, uh, what problems do we run into with the mics? Uh, we have uh, quite a few on occasion, basically first off syncing the mics are basically that we all sound on, on equal levels. That's one of the big ones that we've spent like sometimes five to 10 minutes <laughs> okay. Apparently we got we got a okay. ticking bomb here. Okay, no, no, we don't have to put it. Uh, listeners. Uh, sorry, we're back. Apparently, as we were talking about our mic difficulties, we had mic difficulties. So, Modrigan, thank you for cursing <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, nice work, nice work, Mod. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so, what gods do you sacrifice to get your mics to behave? Um, I mean, we have a, obviously we have a not mixer. the right ones. <laughs> obviously, uh, I mean for. Uh, I can just jump ahead here and say that we have bought multiple different... We have color-coded cords, which has been a huge boon um, to be able to tell when a cord is dead. Um, like Jesus says, we, we do a lot of tests beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, doing uh, just saying our name, and uh, then we see how, how it sounds uh, on the on a speaker before we we continue going mm-hmm. um we do we've had we mics that use... have, yes we've had mics that have basically blown up that we have little red marks on them to show do not use basically i yeah. mean and i also i think another big thing we have to remember is i don't know if mall dragons do they all are they all in the same room when they record no that's a big thing right there like we 
made sure that we all have the same equipment. We all are in the same room. Um, so that's why everybody kind of sell, sounds the same where other people who don't do that, they usually have different kind of levels, different kind of mic sounds going on at the same time. So it's just a little, it's a little different. Yeah. Also, another thing is if I could recommend anything, everybody use the same mic. Everybody like, I don't know what it's like online, but we all use the same microphones when we are recording because we have noticed differences if we change the the uh, brand of microphone. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so so that's that's we don't sacrifice to gods. We just fight against them every time we turn on the <laughs> mixer. Mm-hmm. So hope that helps Madrigan. Yes. Yeah, so the price is blood, sweat and tears. Yep. Yep. Mostly and we've tears. Been, uh, yeah, mostly tears. Yeah, we're real heavy on tears. Cool. So John would like to know, question, oh, he's got a three-parter. Ooh. Rather ambitious ah. of you, John, but we'll let it happen. Question one. I love the Glub Glub. Who doesn't, John? I would like to assure you I did not fail the Glub Glub challenge. That said, do you feel like you missed opportunities to include the Glub Glub more in the ongoing story? <laughs> Well, we, it's never showed up in the character. Well, yeah. I for I tried for hours to make Cohen and like basically become a glub glub himself, but it didn't really work out. I don't know something about the character really didn't fit him. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be his new instead of uh, who who does miracles. It was going to be who glub glubs. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dan wasn't feeling it. No, because okay. uh, aware glub glub sounds actually pretty horrifying. Now that yeah. I think about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, so, yeah, uh, no more glove clubs. Though I do believe a glove club, for real, will show up later on in the game because it is now kind of a weird canon thing. What? Like the Jinjin. Uh, like the, like mm-hmm. the Jin. We have a thing about repeating names. I don't know if you've noticed, um, <laughs> but the Jinjin are like a staple, and we just kind of made those up, and that's that's just been ever present in our. That's just been ever present in our game. Uh, and and I think the glub glub because it has so many different forms will, will <laughs> yep. definitely be part of it. It may show up uh, in the future. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, for a spell summon glub glub. Question two: Since we're on the topic of the glub glub, John, <laughs> <laughs> really, that just shoe shoehorning it in there, man. Since we're on the topic of the glub glub, has the glub glub challenge ever ended in a tie? If so, explain. Uh no, we will not explain. <laughs> nope, nope. It's never ended on tie. One person survives, the other loses. So, yep. Nope, that's an easy. No, question. it happened once, but you don't. What they don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's just say it took body hard they to drink a new the level. Tea. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> ah, nice. Full glub glub circle. Uh, question three: The idea that Trim destroyed the eighth world and gave the last people mushrooms, which began the ninth, is in my head canon. All right. However, was the world being destroyed by Trim one of the eight prior worlds to the ninth? So, Jesus, this is really only a question that you can answer. Yep. Maybe. my weird side character – yeah, that's what I figured. Or – The the answer is – Could it have been – is it the eighth world that he destroyed or was it the tenth world he destroyed? Yep. Boom. Yep, because the way I I imagine it, it, because I had no solid answer. Basically, it could have been the eighth world. It could have been another dimension. It could have been uh, another planet entirely. You, you, your whatever hand cannon is could be possible. I have no answer for you. It's Numenera. <laughs> yeah, Numenera, y'all. That's that's the answer. Um, 
All right. So that is actually the end. Thank you very much, John, by the way. That is the end of the listener questions that we have uh, assembled for Numenera. But I would like to ask you guys uh, a simple question of of what would you like to see your characters or in your case, Jesus, um, uh, your narrative? Where would you like to see them go before the wrap of the entire of the entire show? Um, is there anything that has happened where you're like, oh, I'd really like to go back to that, or you would like something to have more prominence later on, uh, that would either change the show or not change the show, but would make it more interesting or, uh, that you would like to, to see fulfilled. And with Jesus, um, is there straight up, is there like an NPC you feel like needs more screen time or, uh, a city you would like us to go back to? Or, uh, you know, any sort of uh, lore that you've developed that's never going to come up and you just want to be like, hey, by the way, I developed this lore. I'll start with my own, uh, (laughs) since that's a big question for everybody. Um, Excuse me. Um, I would like to see not so much a Tegos, but I would love to have a small side game where not necessarily I, but someone gets to play um, uh, Thorn. New Thorn without all of his murderous memories. Um, and more importantly, uh, uh, for something that I would like to see happen, I uh, maybe a game that delved more into the assassins, uh, like a side game. I may have floated such an idea and we may have it on the schedule. Uh, but uh, but yeah, something having to do with, uh, with uh, all of that work, which is wildly self-serving. I totally get that. Um, but, uh, I don't, I definitely want to play that. Um, I I would definitely want to play that assassins game. Mm -hmm. Same. It's in the works. As for my answer, I can't answer it because I'm already planning it. Ooh, (laughs) how exciting. Cohen becomes a girl. (laughs) I'm planning something now. Entertain us. (laughs) (laughs) The entire episode, we're just going to sing. He's just going to dance a Rasputin dance. (laughs) (laughs) You could be so lucky. How about you two? Anything that you uh, really kind of like want to see, even even mechanically uh, for your character or anything like, you ever look at the book and be like, fuck, I really want my character to be able to do that. Make Valen interesting. (laughs) Valen's already very interesting. There's a reason that when people were, were asked, they're like, no, he's he's. Or wait, no, Valen's gone. Varric. 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 Yeah. Like, there. No, Varric is. Uh, wait, which one's alive? Varric. Varric. Varric and Varric and Vekas. I don't know who Valen is. I was going to say Valen. I'm like that was who you were originally going to be. Oh yeah. You were originally going to have a Valen. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Varric, make him interesting. So much so that I remember his name. <laughs> no, people like Varric. I like Varric. Cool. Uh, thanks. We all like Varric. The GM I, I, I likes like Varric, this. and that's all that matters. What morale? What would you do with morale? Um, I want Morale to, uh, I believe once she's tier four, which she should be when we return, um, that's when Morale can start messing with ciphers. And that is going Ooh. to be amazing. For, oh, for, yeah, for me, for the rest of you, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, hey, ciphers. Um, what are those again? Because our storyteller <laughs> never gives them to us. <laughs> no, the on occasion is I do. That we hoard all of our ciphers 
because there's there's a weird balance of ciphers between them being cool but useless and useful, but they're not terribly interesting, so we forget that we have them. I I've had the same three ciphers on me for ever because like oh this could be useful someday maybe in a really particular circumstance and morale is a hoarder so yep. she's not going to be mm-hmm. like oh yeah i'll just sell these for more uh shins yeah i think that's the problem like the one thing why we hoard is because uh shin balance is a little bit like i i don't remember ever yeah. buying anything with a shin like every um, item i've ever bought and like i guess i got like there's sometimes we need shins but i don't have Never you forgotten sh- the amazing Gaid book? Gaid book. That I think yeah, we, we paid 30 shin for? Yeah, we, we paid sh- 30, 30 shin, but like, you know, I, I know, and I, honestly, I'm not even saying that we need to focus more on it because I think uh, inventor, uh, inventory management is like the least uh, interesting thing about Numenera. Yeah, um, I know, but I think I, I think that's partially my fault. I could have put more emphasis on like maybe you paying for stuff in the world, but I also didn't want you, I want to speed adventure store. I don't want you to worry about how many pounds of meat no, you have. No, no, that's exactly it. But I think that's a reason why we feel Cohen co- does. Yeah. Why we actually are okay <laughs> hoarding it. And it's cause it's just like, well, I don't really want to buy anything. So why do I need the shins? So say, Tagos is very concerned about shin management. <laughs> Tagos is absolutely an extension of how David plays role-playing games and video games, which is I want inventory management and like money, it is indicative of the fact that I run games like Shadowrun. Every game I run, uh, Jesus and Dan can say, even with games where we're drinking, I nickel and dime everything. Yes. You have to, you have to earn and spend in order to get things. Oh, wow. That's so uh, and weird. So, it's so unlike real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, uh, so I, um, as yeah, Tagos is kind of an extension. Look, Tagos is the anti-hero. He's literally he's an anti-adventurer. He's a a huge part of him is a gag on the laissez-faire murder that is a D and D party. Um, and part of that going into it was like, no, he penny pinches everything, and we never get to it, and it it infuriates him. Um, but uh, but 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 yeah, I think that. Uh, you're right. We don't really re- require a lot of shins, but also we've never been drowning in ciphers. Because, like, if we if we did uh, use ciphers, and then, or excuse me, if we didn't use ciphers, killed something or found something, and then there were like three more ciphers, and we're like, shit. We, I mean, like these, we've got so many ciphers. Then I think we'd start using them more because their ubiquity would be would be prevalent. And then we'd be like, yeah, fucking use a cipher. I'm going to knock over a tree and get another cipher. That sounds awesome. Um, But there are instances where combat or um, uh, uh, discovery happens and no ciphers are uh, present. And so I think that encourages us to hold on to it because it's the only currency that makes sense right then. So it's the only currency yeah. that we have to worry about. If we ever play Twitch, uh, Numenera on Twitch, people can pay $1 to give us a cipher. Just randomly <laughs> just say, dollar, 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 throw the ciphers. But then we'll get like a horde of people from like 4chan who decide to send like $1,000 our way. And like all the ciphers would fall on us, creating an atomic bomb and like, exploding. But for $1,000, out in the campaign. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'll be like, cool. I was- for a th- great, great story, guys. For- Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a thousand dollars, I would genuinely have radiation <laughs> from cipher esque things in real life. It's like, well, I will say this: if we ever decide to do another campaign with Numenera, I want to. I would. It would be entirely different focus because I've been kind of partially thinking about this. It wouldn't be foci. Oh, 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 we're so alone. <laughs> yeah, it would. It wouldn't be this adventure story you currently have now. It would be basically you guys because there's 
rules now in the system with Numenor, I think it's uh, Discovery, where basically you're building up a community. So from the beginnings, you'd be excluded from people trying to help the community to maybe becoming its leaders eventually and moving on from there. So that in that type of game, Shins would matter much more. Yeah. So Reddit. Yes, exactly. All right. That's a, that sounds good. I like that. Um, though, if I may, as a friend and as a player, uh, the next game that is long-term, motherfucker, you are going to play in it. You're going to play in a long-term game. You're going to be the one on worrying about your... Nope. Uh, no, I was like, nah, I'm not gonna take that money. Hey, Zeus, no, he's gonna be, he's he, he's our fa- uh, fearless leader of the long shot, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But with the next iteration, whatever that may be, I think that Jesus should worry for once, have a long term character that he has to worry exclusively about, and not have control of the narrative. Well, I don't know. I think it'd be a good. Ex- I mean, I, I think I okay. I would say this. I think. Uh, I mean. Normally, I would say yes, but I think Jesus has said for the last nine years how much he'd rather always be GMing. So I wouldn't take it away from him. Like, I don't see there's any reason to kind of – I don't see there why there's why there should be a reason if if this is what Jesus loves most about Fanable is being the GM. So, Jesus, if you want to take a break and let someone else do the long shot, cool, but you've done a really good job with the Numenera long shot right now. I'm totally fine if you say, like, no, I, I have more fun doing this than being a player. I, then I'd be like, cool, I have more fun playing as a player than ever GMing. Because if someone ever said, like, oh, Billy, I want you to GM the long shot, I'd be like, I'd rather just die. Just kill me. <laughs> and yet, weren't you just a, a little while ago volunteering to GM the next solo shot? Uh, God, no, I wasn't. That's between <laughs> you and me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I will think about it. I guess, like Billy said, I do love GMing. I do love GMing all these guys creating these stories, but it might be interesting to just play one single, like, just one character to play for a long-term game. Not necessarily Numenera Longshot, maybe something else entirely. I kind of do it with my, the Shadowrun character, with Granik and with uh, Hyodo, but we'll see. I don't know. Something to try for the future, maybe. I'm sorry. Games that we have played literally four times in ten years do not count as long-running games. <laughs> okay, technically true. Then what's oh, I, actually? I've, shots fired. Hex. I, actually, Hex. no. You're right. I run most. I run almost all of our long term games, don't I? Yep. No, you do. Hex uh, was uh, one of our yeah. longer games, but we decided to stop playing that. We got on a boat and never returned. I like to think that we were eaten <laughs> by the crew. We became long. <laughs> Doctor Strauss was like, "What? No, no. You, you know what? You can eat us if you think you're not going to help us out." And they just ate us. And I'm like, "God damn it, Doctor Strauss!" Science, 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 science. Okay, I'm oh, done. If that was how I died. That's the last word I heard. Mm, I'm going to be so <laughs> angry. <laughs> Yeah, you you don't you don't play in any long term games, homie. Sorry. No, okay, that's fine. That's uh, fine. But we should work on that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because I think playing in a game gives you perspective as a storyteller. That's the problem. If you do any one thing too much, you lose perspective of the other side of the of the narrative. Um, and I know I was saying that like as a player running Shadowrun, like jumping into it, it's it's really hard to separate from that. Anyways, that's an entirely different GTRT. Uh, thank you very much, y'all, for joining us. Want to thank Dan for lurking in the shadows like he has ought to do, uh, in in a faraway, uh, faraway foreign country, I believe is where he is. Um, outside the U.S., yes. <laughs> yeah, outside, yeah, yeah. I do have one, qu- uh, th- uh, six question if we have time to pump it there. Since we, since six we, more questions. No, a six. One other question. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know if we had five. Whatever. Yeah, which one of you guys? One of your guys' primary games would you want one of us to run for you? 
So who would you want to us to run we, Star Wars for you, etc.? We, we had this question a million years ago because I wanted someone to uh, run Hex for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I said, I'll do it, honey. And I didn't. <laughs> you did. I did, but then I stopped. That's my greatest <laughs> my greatest contribution to Fanable is to start games and then put like tons and tons of hours working on it. And after the first one, it's like, yeah, it didn't work out. And then you've also run Under the World. I did. I did run Under the World, too. That was great. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Vampire? Uh, world of Dar- oh, no, 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 not Vampire. Uh, a creepy World of Darkness game. I would love for someone else to let me be the hapless, uh, genre-savvy uh, character that stumbles through the dark until he gets murdered. I mean, I've only got one, and I double dog motherfucking dare you, any of you, to run Shadowrun. Like, break out those, break out those quote unquote cheat sheets. The game that has Cliff's Notes for its Cliff's Notes. I will say this: yeah, if I didn't I, run, already run a million games, I would take you up on that challenge. No, I would never touch Shadowrun of a, I don't know, a, a plasma rifle, whatever uh, yeah, weapon. Yeah, it's Shadowrun. No, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I uh, specifically, I mean, the games aside. The fans, oh. <laughs> like, like someone would chime in and be like, "So, Jesus, you got the following wrong," and you would just be like, "I'm used to it because that's I'm part of the fandom. I know that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you're ready." Oh <laughs> no, 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 no! I yep. wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I would say Numenera. No reason I say it is because da- David already said he might run a one shot with us at some point. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we might do that. Woot, woot. I've never met a game uh, unlike I think Shadowrun's the only game that I've tried reading, and I just said I think I'm just actually too stupid to play this. Like, <laughs> like I'm too stupid. Not only, I, I can kind of like cobble it together to play it, but I look at the rules and I try to GM and think about it, and I think it's kind of like how a goldfish feels looking at like a TV. Like it sees the images and but doesn't get it. So okay, I, I literally feel- think I'm too stupid for Shadowrun. All right, now, now I, I'm going to take that as a, a challenge. I'm going to crack, actually read the Shadowrun book at this point, I guess, because um, I've not actually opened the Shadowrun book, um, but that was exactly how I felt opening up Star Wars the first time when you get to that page where it's just all symbols. Like, it literally stops being the English language. <laughs> yeah. And so just like, nope, put that, and that's why that book sat on my shelf, on our shelves for like two years before David was like, why do you guys own Star Wars and we haven't played a Star Wars game? I don't know. Why do you get up? Why are you in our house at 1 a.m.? Oh, my God. And where are your pants? <laughs> it's like, well, I thought it was underneath the Star Wars book. <laughs> uh, so awesome. So there's a lot. There's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've all got our answers. Um, uh and Jesus, what was your answer? You wanted us to Numenera. run what for you? Numenera. Numenera I want right, you, right, David, right. to run Numenera because you promised. And as soon as uh, Dan runs a game, then we can run it for him as well. Uh, <laughs> so we'll get on that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to this uh, GTRT here at Fandible.com. Uh, if you like what you've heard, well, we're going to have an outro with one of our lovely voices, no doubt. But I am David. You can find me on uh, Twitter. <laughs> Uh, Distractionista. And I'm Billy. You can find me on Twitter at The Mindful Fool. This is Angela. I'm on Twitter at Angela Craft. This is Jesus. You can find me on Twitter at Arvandis. All right. And you can find me on Titter. Titter. Good night. Good night. You can find me on Tinder at Roll the D. Anyways. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Uh, From all of us to all of you, uh, go get you some ciphers. 
Hey, this is Angela from the Fandible Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you want to hear more, remember to go to Fandible.com. We have a long backlog of games, and at Fandible, we believe there is a game for every voice, so we know that you'll find something else enjoyable there. If you want even more of us, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook as Fandible. And if you really want to support us, check us out on Patreon. We use the funds from there to buy new games, keep our equipment up to date, and go to cons. And you get great bonus material like early access to games or access to our private Discord where you can hang out with other Fandible fans. Either way, thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you again next week.